Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. It's wonderful to be with you all on this glorious Sunday afternoon. It is hot here in Israel. Not too hot, but it's hot. It's summer. And today we're going to be talking about dread. That's right. Now, I have to say, each week when I uh, am preparing for the show with my um, weekly guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, who is a scientist, you would think that he would be dry and very matter of fact, but he's got such a Jewish sense of humor. <laughs> it's wonderful. Every time to hear these different topics that he wants to talk on and uh, his titles are just so um, joyful for me to read. What's he going to come up with today? So the topic is dread. We're going to be talking about one third of American youth finish uh, 12, uh, 12th grade schooling literate and numeric, or is it, did he mean illiterate? I'm not sure. Uh, have oil prices really gone down? They're supposed to be going down tonight here in Israel, I understand, gas prices. And the global economy is in trouble. So with no further ado, let me introduce our guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University of the Negev here in Israel. He's authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. I never knew that I had a sense of humor. You do. I, I'm telling you, dread for a title, D-R-E-A-D, I think it's funny. Okay, so what do we need to dread? <laughs> well, um, there was an old Chinese philosopher, poet, I think if I remember correctly, the 8th century. We characterized the, um, the ultimate fool as a person who points to the full moon at night and then gets confused between the shine of the moon and the shine of his fingernail. I think one of the big um, uh, uh, dangers that we're seeing today throughout the, the world, particularly the, the, the so-called Western world, um, is we're confusing the shine of the moon with the shine of our fingernail. We're not perceiving what really matters. We're perceiving what catches our eye, what catches our attention at the moment. So... Let's start with this first subject. We, we, we see a statistic that only one-third of youths that finish American schooling of 12 years of schooling are actually literate. Two-thirds are illiterate. Two-thirds are innumerable. They don't know how to do basic arithmetic. They don't know how to read properly. They don't know how to read even basic materials, much less anything of any sophistication. Well, that's clear. That's clearly terrible. I mean, that. When that, were these statistics it, taken? Um, uh, the, the 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 American Department of, the, of Education. Yeah, but when? When last week? Last week. 
two, um, you're saying again, I just want, I just want you to repeat that two thirds of American youth who graduate high school in the United States are deemed to be illiterate. That's what you're saying. Functionally illiterate. The, the, the expression is functionally illiterate. In other words, they can read, for instance, a, a comic book. They can read uh, the comics of the newspapers. They can probably read most newspapers because most newspaper journalists in America today are basically illiterate themselves. Um, but they can't, they can't really actually take a, pick up a book and actually sit down and read, I don't know, a, a great Steinbeck novel, okay? Not, well, I'm, because I'm they wouldn't about, understand it or because they don't have the patience, attention span? Probably it's, a, it's, a probably a, it's probably a combination of all of these things. But the, 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 the Department of, of Education published figures that um, two-thirds of, of students don't, don't, really, don't really know what reading means, don't really understand numbers, can't do basic arithmetic. I'm not talking about calculus. I'm talking about arithmetic. Basic Did they give arithmetic. a reason why? Was it the fault of the teachers or the curriculum or the youth don't, of today? Don't, 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 don't be naive. They're going to give the reason why. I mean, they are the reason why. Okay. But the question is, is this, is this the moon or is this the fingernail? This is horrible. This is a terrible thing. When I saw a video this week, this past week, taken on a New York subway. Yes, I saw that. Made in, uh, uh, um, um, uh, broadcast by a major American news network where people were in public. They were copulating. They were taking drugs. In public, they were uh, 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 walking around naked. They were uh, accosting one another in basically violent and, and, and extreme manners. Um, this is a total breakdown of civilization. This is dreadful. Depravity. Uh, <laughs> so I saw that. I think it might have been on Tucker Carlson. I'm not sure uh, where that so, yes. video was uh, shown. Uh, total depravity. Uh, very, very sad to see happen in the United States of, United States of America, which, which used to be a great country. And it's, it's not just sad to see. This is, not, this is not lawlessness. This is not a breakdown of law and order. You can't fix this by putting another thousand policemen on the streets. This is not a question of policing. This is not a question of... Uh, 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 right or wrong. This is a question of basic civilization. Basic morality. This is something to be dreaded. This is something to be looked upon very, very carefully and to debate whether or not... I mean, we can look at some of the things that are said by, Peter, for instance, Peter Zehan. And he says, uh, he, he talks t tremendous, uh, what I call... Uh, uh, hysterical optimism about the American economy. Oh, yes, we'll get through this because we have always gotten through this. That's very nice. And we can look at these um, statements made by George Friedman, who, who talks about the, the enormous might of the American military. And uh, yes, clearly, the American military can, uh, can bomb any city to 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 Smithereens. Fine. Yeah. Um, but this is not what civilization is composed of. 
This is not what makes a country or an empire survive. This is things that, that a, a, an adversary, whether you're talking about China at the moment or Russia or, or Iran, a relatively small country in, 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 the, in geopolitical terms, only the size of uh, Nazi Germany at the time of, uh, in, uh, in 1940, only. This is, this is something that leaders of these countries look at and, and chuckle and say, the U.S. Is, can, cannot survive unless it has an actual culture of survival. If I was to ask you, Tamar, what is the one prerequisite for the existence of civilization, what would you, what would you say? I would probably off-the-cuff guess family, the family, the family unit. Well, that's, a, that's an excellent answer, but I would go even beyond that because the family unit itself, I believe, is dependent upon optimism. Mm-hmm. If people are not optimistic enough to have a family in the first place, then the, a structure like a family, which I agree with you is, totally, is, is, is certainly a prerequisite for, for civilization to thrive, civilization will not occur to begin with. But okay, that's a, we're getting here into a philosophical debate, which is not really all that important, but um, we're both saying basically the same thing. If a civilization does not believe that it has a right to survive, it will not. Hmm. How do you fix two-thirds of your students graduating high school with illiteracy? How do you fix 50% of your college graduates are still illiterate after, after, after graduating from of, of, of high school and then college or university? How do you fix that? The basic, basic question here is who has trained them to be illiterate? Why are they illiterate in the first place? It's somehow the teachers have taught them to be illiterate. Well, I would say that it comes from the left. I mean, we saw what happened in... What, what was it, Khmer Rouge, where they killed all of the intellectuals? Anybody wore glasses, they were killed because they could basically think for themselves and they were a danger to the communist regime. I, I, I'm thinking, I just want to insert here something really fast before we go to a break, that um, Jay Leno, you know, he, he would do his stand-up uh, piece before he started, went, as he started the show and he was saying how, you know, and Americans, you know, the teachers pass students even though they didn't really pass the grade because they don't want them feeling bad about themselves. And he was saying now in the test scores from, from, the, uh, from the international community, Japan scored highest in math, but the Americans scored highest in feeling good about themselves. <laughs> and I never forgot that. I just thought it was so funny. But we have to take a break. When we get back... We're going to be continuing to talk about um, the future of youth. Also, oil prices, have they gone down? And the global economy is in trouble. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere.
we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. And we were talking about in the last segment how um, one-third of American youth finish high school illiterate and what this means for society, the, how do you say, debauchery, the, the depravity of uh, society today, especially in the West. And we do have a caller calling in from the United States. Uh, hi there, Thomas. What's your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? Uh, yes, Tamara. I wanted to say that you're right. The family is the, the, the one thing that is the, the very foundation. But even more so than that is moral values. And uh, the, the moral values, not of all Americans, but many Americans, are, are, are non-existent, just as it is in, uh, in uh, Western Europe. Uh, and, you know, those moral values came from somewhere. And, you know, Hashem gave us uh, a big list of how we should live. Hashem and is God. Moral values. And, and that, that is what is lacking in the world. And uh, I, I don't know how they'll ever come back. But uh, hopefully there'll be enough families stick together and uh, regenerate the, uh, the ideas of morality. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Thomas. Uh, basically, to be God-fearing and have and the, the morals that our Creator uh, gives to us or gave to us when he, when he created us and He gave us the Torah. You have the seven laws of Noah, how mankind should be just and moral. And we actually, uh, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem is a rabbi as well. So maybe you'd like to weigh in on what Thomas said, Mordechai. Well, first of all, obviously you are, you are 100% correct. It's obvious from anybody who's who's a, a, a realistic observer of humanity over the over the centuries. Uh, 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 no culture can exist without real moral values. You know, if we even go to an extreme, there have been cultures that had horrible moral values, but they had moral values. You cannot have a culture that has no moral values. It it can't continue to exist. If we look at, for instance, um, the late Roman Empire, it had horrible moral values, but it had moral values. It had a structure of morality upon which it was based. So even if their morals are bad morals, morals that are, are against Torah, against God, they had moral values. They had a, a, a an internal structure that gave them something upon which to base their society. What we're seeing today is as you said very, very clearly and correctly, whether it be in, in, in Western Europe or in, uh, or in the United States today, a total lack of moral values means that there, are, there is no basis upon which to base a family, upon which to base an optimism, an optimistic look at the future. There's no basis upon which to, which to think about education. Why should teachers teach things that are important if they themselves have no moral values because they were taught by people who had no moral values. So let me ask Thomas, did you want to add anything to what uh, Dr. and Rabbi Mordechai ben Menachem is saying? No, I just, uh, I thank him for expanding on that. You know, I think that was necessary for uh, the, the audience to hear for, and uh, well, for the world here. But I, I thank him for expanding on that. Thank you all very much. Well, thank you for your call, Thomas. Thank you very much.
And thank uh, you for your call, and thank you for injecting that. It's very important what you said. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so I wanted to add that you know, just this week I was watching the documentary on uh, Caligula, who was the one of the Roman Caesars, and when he I, as depraved as Roman society was with the gladiators and the, the bathhouses and etc. like that. Um, when he took his own sisters to consummate with them in order to give him a son and he was doing incest, incest, right? Uh, even the Romans themselves were appalled that their Caesar should be committing incest. So they did have some morals as well as you're saying. So that's very interesting. All right. Um, we only have another seven minutes to this segment. And I know that you want to talk about other things. Do you want to finish up anything here and then we'll move on to a different topic or? No, no I think, we, I think all of the topics that we're, go, that we're uh, uh, expanding upon really, uh, uh, really discuss this as well. I mean, if we talk about oil prices or we talk about the global economy where, Basically, remaining with the main theme of uh, societal depravity and, and, and the issues of how things are looked upon, or as, a, as that Chinese philosopher said, I think his name was Tu Fu, I'm not 100% certain if I'm correct, pronouncing it correctly, I apologize. Is there any Chinese that can correct <laughs> me? I would love that. Um, but uh, 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 we're talking about the same thing. If you look at oil prices, for instance, you know, there, there, there's this all this is talk throughout America today that well, the price of oil has gone down over the last few weeks, so that's a good sign. Well, it isn't actually. The price of oil does not go down because I'm sorry, did not go down because there was a a, a boost in supply or a drop in demand. The price of oil went down because oil is delineated in dollars, and the dollar has gone up. Uh, against other currencies, but the net effect of that has been that yes, prices of of oils have gone down slightly, but for instance, major international corporations like IBM has just announced three and a half billion dollar loss, and these are losses that come from currencies. Uh, Johnson and Johnson expects a four billion dollar loss again because most a lot portion of their business is international, so they sell in other currencies, convert those currencies into dollars, the dollar, the price of the dollar is artificially inflated right now, so they're actually incurring a loss. These, the price of oil is not a good sign to understand what's going on in the, in, in, in the American economy right now. The price of oil going down is actually at best, camouflage, if not worse than that. Hmm. So if we look at recent history, where everybody's seen what's happened, for instance, in, 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 in Sri Lanka, uh, 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 where they went totally mad in the, in the, in the, um, uh, uh, these issues of the, the, the so-called environmental issues, and, and decided to, uh, 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 that everything would be absolutely green, whatever that, whatever that actually means in reality, and the country collapsed, not just their economy. They have, they have a, a, a country which is uh, basically a, 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 a paradise for its entire history. Uh, anyone who's familiar, for instance, with um, uh, 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 
science fiction literature will be aware that uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, for instance, one of the most famous 20th century authors, who was himself actually also a scientist, uh, people might not be familiar, he was actually one of the inventors of radar during World War II. Um, he lived in Sri Lanka because it was a paradise. It was a marvelous place. And to think that Sri Lanka today has hunger because they can't grow food. It has, they have no medicines because they can't buy them. Their, their currency has collapsed. The whole country is in disarray. And we look around the world and we see that Ecuador, Pakistan, South Africa, and many others, uh, El Salvador, Ghana, Tunisia, are all following in the footsteps of Sri Lanka. And that's horrible. That's terrible. They're following in the footsteps of Sri Lanka because of very, very bad management. Now, in Sri Lanka's case, it was, the bad management was the result of, how should I put it, green policies gone mad. But it was also the result of other things, such as, for instance, the issues of contract manipulations. So these are not good things. And we're seeing rampaging inflation in the United States, which is affecting other places in the world. The inflation in the UK, for instance, is even higher than it is in the United States. In the United States, it was 9.1, and in the UK, it was 9.4%. And we're seeing that a lot of these places, the United States and others, are, rather than cutting back on government spending, they're actually increasing government spending. Anybody who knows anything about economics on the most basic level knows that the the first reaction to um, uh, uh, inflation is to cut back on government spending. We need to understand, in the last two years, the government in the United States has increased spending by $4 trillion. That's with a T. That's an enormous amount of extra currency in the market, flooding the market, which has is basically caused the inflation, but it's caused a lot more than just the inflation. Um, and uh, uh, some of the things that it's caused have deeper effects than just the inflation. And a problem, if we go back to what we were saying uh, at the beginning today, if teachers don't themselves understand these things and don't know how to teach the young people what's really going on, how are they to cope? How is America to survive this or recover from this? How do you retrain an entire generation of teachers to train your new youth to think? This is a horrible, horrible situation. It's That's hard when the teachers themselves don't know how to think. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are live if you're listening on Sunday afternoon Israel time between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time. Or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, that means that we are live this Sunday. And you can call in if you're hearing it at any other time time. This show is a replay. Uh, Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and you can call in and weigh in on the issue or ask a question about what we're talking about. I want to say hi to all the people who are listening in from all over the world. So wonderful to see these different countries listed here. I don't know who you are, but I can see points in countries where uh, people are tuning in from and all over the United States, the United Kingdom, Ethiopia, Belgium, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Wow. Australia, Canada, Puerto Rico, uh, Israel, Argentina, Sweden, the Russian Federation, Belgium, and other places as well. Nice to see all of you from around the world listening in. We are talking today about dread, and that is some of the things that have come into the news right now. And um, we're gonna, we uh, have talked about how, and if I got this wrong, apologies to everyone, two-thirds of American youth that finish high school today uh, a report came out saying that two-thirds of Americans, uh, high school graduates, are basically illiterate, and they don't know their numbers either. They don't know their math, uh, but they feel good about themselves. <laughs> and uh, have oil prices really gone down? Our guest said that uh, don't be fooled because it means other things in the global economy and that there is trouble there, and that's what what we are going to continue on in this segment. Go ahead, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, who is my guest today. Well, well you know, one of the, um, one of the uh, I don't know how to describe it, sad points that we've seen over the last few days was even uh, Dr. Fauci, the, uh, the uh, perhaps ultimate in uh, 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 fingernail shine, um, even he admitted this week, this past, these past few days, that the uh, uh, the COVID injection has deleterious effects on uh, 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 female fertility, and they just forgot to check that that it wasn't it wasn't something important. You know, maintaining the constancy of the human race is not important, but other things are. And he said it with a nice, friendly smile on his face. That everybody should love the nice old Dr. Fauci, like a grandfather type. Yeah, it's very, very uh, horrible what they did to people. Um, and, uh, and it's not just female fertility, male fertility as well. Go ahead. Well, of course, that, that, was, one, that was one that he happened to uh, 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 acknowledge this week. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's always next week, the week after, we'll see. Um, uh, 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 the point person for the uh, for the for COVID from from the Biden administration, I forget her name, um, also said yes. We didn't really expect the, the the injection to work, but it doesn't really matter. So just uh, 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 just if anybody's interested, I actually do have the numbers on my da- in my database in my computer, and anyone who's interested, there really were more people dying from COVID or from dying attributed to COVID in 2021 when there was a vaccine than in 2020 when there was not a vaccine. And from that, I'll segue into the issues of the global economy because the two are linked, of course, because one of the ways that they, that this was uh, 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 um, um, dealt with, if that can be the word used, 
was, of course, all the shutdowns and et cetera and uh, destruction, uh, economic destruction around the world. So central banks, we all know that central banks buy assets with their, their own product. In other words, they print money and use that false paper money to buy real assets. I heard somebody today, you know, it's all right. one of the things that I always make a point of doing is to cite sources that I admire, that mm-hmm. I use. And uh, uh, um, uh, there's a company called Stansbury Research. And on that, in that company, there's a, a, a young lady by the name of, of Daniela Camboni. And anyone who's actually interested in what's really going on in the economy, I would strongly recommend her show. She has a show where she interviews uh, 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 um, um, well-connected and well uh, and very knowledgeable people about the economy, and and she's probably one of the strongest economic uh, and financial journalists in the world today. So Daniela Camboni, and I recently heard a uh, um, uh, an interview that she did with a, a gentleman who was extraordinarily impressive. And um, he made a point, you know, the the paper currencies that we see, basically they're colored paper. The United States likes green colored colored paper. Israel likes yellow or blue colored paper. And, uh, you know, every country has its own colored paper. All fiat money, right. Yeah. Not backed by anything, just by trust. Not backed by anything, exactly. Exactly. So they print this money and then they buy assets. And And then the central banks gradually accrue to themselves more and more assets. Um, not so much in the small countries, but in the major countries like uh, 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 the EU, the United States, and etc., this is extraordinarily popular among these uh, the, the, the so-called banksters. Um, that's, that's what they do. That's how they're getting rich. The, you know, all of these people that talk about, for instance, the Great Reset and how... Uh, um, uh, these people in Davos are attempting to take over take over the world. Again, that's a deception. It's not it's not the people in Davos. The people in Davos are the frontmen. The people that are behind them are the central bankers. And by central bankers, I don't necessarily mean the ones in the so-called Federal Reserve System, which is neither reserve nor federal, because it's owned not by the American government but by the large banks. But the people that actually own the Federal Reserve, and that's uh, people like Jamie Dimon, for instance, you know, the uh, the the the, uh, the um, uh, chief of uh, Morgan Stanley, and other phenomenally large banks around the United States and around the Western world. So uh, there's a lot of deception. Uh, 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 food inflation. Uh, this past year is up by about 11 percent in the United States. So people that think about um, uh, um, uh, 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 inflation being 9.1 percent, that's sort of correct because that's a, a sort of a- average. But the Fed is claiming that food alone is up 10.4 percent or 11 percent, depending on which Fed you're you're looking at. Does anybody believe? Does anybody who goes to the grocery store? Really believe it's up only 10%? Food has only gone up 10% around the United States? Does anybody believe that? Data is falsified. We know that the data is falsified because there are alternative sources of data. 
We can check this. We already know that 75% of middle-class households in the United States claim that they are falling behind financially. 75%. That's not a trivial number. Yeah, they're paycheck to paycheck, right? And they're falling behind. Paycheck yeah. to paycheck, and they're falling behind. But that's happening that's now here in Israel as well to a lot of Israelis. Well, Israel is a very tiny country. We don't have... We don't have a, a totally independent economy. Our, our economy is highly dependent upon other places. We are not independent even on the even in food, though we have a relatively high level of food security. We do not have food independence. We import a great deal of things, among them raw materials and among them foods. And now, I imagine never, it's happening other places around the world as well, not just the United States and Israel, etc. Of course, of course. And of course, those, the small countries like Israel have a, a, a more complex situation than very large countries. A country like the United States does have the option to be much, much more independent. The fact that they have chosen to not be was their choice. The voters knew what Biden was bringing on. And they chose Biden. And I won't go into the question of uh, was the election fair or not fair. I don't know about it. I don't have data. I don't, I don't, I'm not concerned with that. That's not, that's not my issue. Um, but this, but, but, but this kind of, 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 uh, of, of issue of major portions of the middle class being driven down into the lower class is unprecedented at this early stage of the business cycle. There's no longer a connection between what the stock market is doing and economic realities. So people that are looking at, for instance, uh, stock market uh, uh, averages or stock market indices and thinking that that's what's going to tell them what's going on are looking in the wrong place. Okay. I'll give people a hint at something that I look at. If you look at the last 50 years, if you uh, denominate stocks not in dollars, but in gold by weight, the stock market has done zero for the last 50 years in America. Zero. That is a phenomenal statement, but I'm willing to be checked on that. So what do people do about it? What, what can we do anything about it? Well, I, I can't tell people what to invest in. I can tell people that personally, I'm invested in various metals and in art, but that's my taste. I'm invested in art, among other things, because I love art, because I love to see beautiful things in my home. But it's also a very good investment for a long term value storage you think so oh yes because i'm thinking when people are hungry you know food is basically the only thing that matters and then next would be a a property a a roof over your head i i wouldn't imagine that people have the luxury to buy expensive art that's not going to feed them you're you're not talking about investment you're talking about basic getting along that's that's of course correct but People do have money to invest, and how do you? What do you do with that money? 
What are you going to do? Are you going to buy a, a room full of tuna fish? Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't or buy a house, you know, housing. People need okay. a roof people, over their head. buy houses. I, I happen to have made a choice not to own my own house. I believe that for a person who is not a, um, a family but a single person like myself, owning real estate for a living is not a good investment. And I get along, get along quite fine with rental housing, and I'm very pleased with that. Okay. But that's a choice. Again, you can make all sorts of choices. Yes, and everybody should do what they believe is the best thing to do, speak with your financial advisor, etc. That's just a I'm saying this here. is what I did. This is what I chose in my life. Uh, I'm pleased with it. I'm, I, I don't think I have um, lost out on that. I don't think I've done I, – I don't think that I made a basic strategic error with that. I think I did work quite well. Okay. But if we go back to looking at, for instance, the United States, again, a gentleman that I that I greatly admire, uh, Dr. Newt Green, Gin, uh, Gingrich, I'm sorry, I'm not, probably not pronouncing his name correctly, the former Speaker of the House and uh, 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 Professor of History, said, the question is what lesson will the country have learned? If all the country learns is that these guys are incompetent, we haven't won much. But if the country comes to realize with the right campaign over the next four months that it's their ideas that are wrong, it's their policies that are wrong. <coughs> Just to give a, a bit of perspective here, we're talking in the, about the United States having something on the order of officially 9% inflation, unofficially perhaps 20% inflation, whatever. Turkey's inflation today is 80%, 8-0. So that, that, one thing you can always say in economics that thing can always be worse hmm. if you really try hard on it. <coughs> We're now talking about a, a recession. Um, I might remind you tomorrow not to be overly... Um, uh, Perhaps it's impolite to say it, but I did say, I believe it was in March, that the United States was heading towards recession. Unfortunately, I was correct. Um, we've now seen that the official numbers support what I said then, four months ago. Uh, uh, the, the recession is now official. Well, is, it depends how here? you define recession. <laughs> If you ask the Biden administration, they'll define it differently and say that America's not in a recession. Yes, I know that that's one of the. Um, it would be funny if it was and at all humorous, but unfortunately, it's just pathetic. You can't redefine your way out of recession. But that's what uh, the left always does. They redefine things. Who is it that was saying that when you control? Well, that was George Orwell, right? You control the language, you control the narrative, right? Well, actually, George Orwell was far from the first to say that. Uh, his predecessor was uh, Goebbels, uh, uh, Hitler's uh, um, master of uh, psychology and, uh, uh, and propaganda. Okay. <clears throat> um. The question of, of, of recession right now is not the recession, but where do we where do we go from there? Where does the world go from there? 
The United States in recession means that, for better or for worse, a little later or a little or a little less later, the whole world will go into recession. The United States is, of course, the locomotive of the world economy, and that is not about to change, even as the United States dollar weakens in terms of being the world's reserve currency, and of course, the Bidenite machinations against uh, Putin have weakened the dollar enormously. Again, don't confuse things. Don't confuse that because the dollar is high, that means that it's strong. It is, it is indeed high, but it is weakening on the world stage. So if the euro, for instance, has reached parity with the dollar, that's because both the dollar and the euro are incredibly weak right now. And just say it again for our listeners, the strongest currency in the world is today? Oh, I don't know if I can say that, but my estimation right now is that the strongest currency presently, and this is very, very transient, would probably be the ruble. But a few weeks ago, you were saying something different. What, what, what were we talking about I then? thought you said that the shekel was uh, the strongest currency. These are I said shekel. the shekel is one of the strongest currencies in the world. Okay. Shekel All right, good to clarify that. It's thought of in the world, but it is not a, uh, 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 um, it's a speculative currency. It is not a reserve currency or even a storage currency. Okay. It's too small for that. Okay. But it is quite impressive, such a tiny little country, smaller than the state of New Jersey, with a population of under 10 million people, has such a strong economy, despite the hardships that we're yes. all feeling. And if you actually look at it from the outside, I mean, if you look, you see that uh, every supermarket has to have a guard in the, at the door, and every post office and every mall has multiple guards and etc. And all of this, of course, costs uh, 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 resources. Right. Because of our lovely neighbor, neighbors that we have here. We, have, we need the security, right? The and, terrorism. And despite all of this, despite a lot of things of this nature, uh, our enormous defense expenditures and et cetera, which is much higher than 2% as it is in, 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 in theory in the NATO countries. Um, yet despite that, our economy is strong. Our, res our re foreign currency reserves are one of the highest in the world, higher than most petrodollar states, which is shocking. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that we stand right now at the uh, 17th highest rate of uh, foreign currency reserves, I think, out of 200 countries in the world. That's Yes, that's very impressive. Very impressive. Good. Good to know. Just a little bit of good. You know, we have to put a little bit of good news in this show, right? <laughs> we don't want people going, going, leaving the show being totally depressed that they need some uh, antidepressants to take afterwards. So there is some, some uh, brightness in the world, but it's, it's, we're, we're all, all of us around the world right now are facing tougher times. And uh, yeah, we so have that's to understand what, the, uh, what, this, what the, the, the big banks are doing right now. They're essentially... There is a program to uh, 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 transfer debt from the rich to the poor and transfer uh, uh, resources from the poor to the rich. 
which is the opposite of what people normally think should happen, but that is what is happening right now around the world, particularly in the so-called Western world in places like the United States, Canada, uh, 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 Europe, and etc. What's that saying? The meek shall inherit the earth, but the rich get the mineral rights. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. The, the, what, the way they're doing this is by creating unserviceable debt. debt. The debts today are enormous. The only way to address, for governments to address this debt, basically, is by inflating the currencies. In other words, you <clears throat> pardon me. In other words, you take a loan at say a uh, uh, um, uh, 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 billion dollars, but you're only going to pay back nine hundred million dollars because you you've actually inflated the currency. So it's nine hundred million in those dollars, the dollars that as they existed when you took when you took the debt to begin with. So so you you inflate the currency. That's the reason why. This enormous uh, uh, inflation is not something that governments really care too much about around the world. Governments are not really concerned with inflation. Who cares if some of the people don't really have enough to eat? I mean, you know, they have enough to eat. Fiat currency is a debt instrument. It needs to be understood. The bottom line is the more people that are dependent upon the system makes the system stronger. The global economy is contracting at a rate that we've not seen for nearly a century. And that is why I'm claiming that there is a probably as much as a 50% chance that the recession will not be sufficient and we are we are in danger of seeing depression once again. And what will that what what could that look like? A depression. That would be uh, that would that would be horrible. That would mean that we're talking about um, uh, 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 um, tens of percent of unemployment around the world. Tens of percent. That would mean that we're talking about um, uh, massive famines. Uh, many countries would be would be in, uh, insolvent. They would not have the wherewithal to purchase even basic food. <clears throat> Pardon me. We saw what happened last week, for instance, when the, uh, uh, the those four European countries um, succeeded in prevailing upon uh, um, uh, 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 Russia to allow the export of grain to Africa, and then they took it for themselves and fed, fed it to their animals. So we're seeing a, a situation of, well, how is it called, doggy dog? Yeah. Uh, where people, uh, uh, major countries, just pounce upon their neighbors to grab whatever resources are available in order to make things better at home. And who cares about Africa? Who cares about Latin America? Who cares about, uh, I don't know, Southeast, uh, Southeast Asia or or uh, Oceania, the small countries there, or whatever. So that, that means basically war. They see countries that are weak and ripe for takeover, and the neighboring countries who also need to feed their people and need natural resources, etc. It's an invitation to go in, go in and take, right? Well, yes, clearly. The, 
the reason why I'm hesitant in answering it that way is because the war is already going on. But you're referring to war by what's called kinetic war. In other words, war that's by actual military means. The Chinese, for instance, talk about all-out war, and that could be military war, it could be economic war, it could be propaganda war, it can be intellectual property war, it can be war by any means absolutely necessary. And I'll give an example that I've given in the past. We all know that China wants Taiwan to come back to their to be part of China. But no one has ever heard the Chinese say that they want the Taiwanese. So I fully expect Taiwan, uh, Taiwan to eventually become part of China. China will eventually capture Taiwan, in my opinion, at some point. But I do not expect very many Taiwanese to survive that. So you're saying that you believe that China would do a genocide on the Taiwanese? But they're doing a genocide of the Uyghurs and of the Uyghurs. Who cares about that? Right. Remember what Hitler said when he was confronted at Wannsee about the final solution. He said, who cares about the Armenians? Who remembers that the Armenians were genocided? Right. The world has a short memory. No, the world has no memory. And with all the distractions that there are, are today, uh, even more so, people... I mean, people see that the what what's happening in China, and nobody does anything about it. Also, I think because people don't know what they can do about it. But still, you know, <laughs> this is something that people should be taking a stand against and trying to... to I mean, we're talking about life and death here, but... Um, we're coming up close to an hour. Uh, what? Uh, on, on one very interesting point. Uh, okay. There was a general by the name of Professor Walter Russell Mead. <clears throat> he made a statement which I think is a very complex, but a very interesting statement. And I think on this we can sort of start to wrap things up. And he said, Israel did not grow strong because it had an American alliance. It acquired an American alliance because it had grown strong. We all need to understand, if you're talking about things that are war, warlike, whether it be military, whether it be economic, whatever, deterrence posture is based first and foremost on the totality of the situation that the country is in. Bringing us back to our opening statements, America today is weak, not because they're spending less than $800 billion on their defense. They're spending more than $800 billion on their defense. That does not make them strong, and that does not make them weak. What makes them weak today is the fact that their civilization, their education, their youth no longer have the basic optimism to want to survive. And on that note, I think we can wrap things up. Okay, so, but just before we do, you know, I always like to, like, we, we've been fed all this or given all this information, but, like, what do we do with it now? How can oh, we change things a- for the better? What can we do? 
On an individual level? Well, yeah. Both. Whatever you think. First of all, um, people who have families need to make a point of uh, uh, um, uh, 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 making certain that their families are secure. Families are secure by more than anything else. And we'll, we'll quote here from my favorite economist, which is Thomas Sowell, who I think is one of the most brilliant men in the history of the United States. And that's saying a great deal. Um, the basics, basic, the basis of any society's security is the education of its youth. So that's where everything needs to start. That's where everything needs to, where every individual needs to think about how he directs himself and directs his family. You must begin with a basic education. But that's going to take a generation, and that's 20 years you're talking about. And, and, and it could be that places in the West don't have 20 years. Well, it starts today. But the, but the people that you're saying that have to start teaching the right things, like family, morality, God, they're not in power even in the West. But they're empowering their own home. But the homes today are broken. The homes today, people are divorcees. And I mean, how many people I meet from the younger generation today who have all these half brothers and half sisters. And this is my parents' third marriage and my father's second marriage. It's just all over the place. Yes. Well, that's what needs to be addressed. You asked what are people, what, what are people to, to address? And I'm claiming that what needs to be addressed more than anything else is themselves, their, their own homes, their own education. I just reread a novel that I haven't read for a long time. People are familiar with the name John Steinbeck, one of America's greatest authors. But most people are very unfamiliar with actually one of his best books. Everyone looks about looks looks at East of Eden and etc. These are good books. But his best books, I think, were Winter of Discontent and The Moon is Down. And these are very not very well known. Strongly re- recommend Anyone who wants to understand basic ideas of morality, basic ideas of civilization, basic ideas of, I don't know, what is good. These are books that I strongly recommend from a Mm. masterful author. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll leave it right there. I'm sure next week you'll have another juicy title and more uh, very important topics that we need to know that people don't get to hear about. You know, I just had a, a listener call in to me from New Zealand who was saying that he listens to news sources around the world and it's always the same phrases he hears no matter almost what country. It's the same phrases, the same news. And then he hit Israel News Talk Radio and he said, wow, how refreshing. It's not the same old lines and taglines you hear around the world. It's real news that we don't get to hear. So good for Israel News Talk Radio. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai. Next Sunday is Mankazov. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. 
Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio. 